Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean, the weekend edition. First with yesterday's news, I am Glenn ZB. And we're looking back at both Saturday and Sunday. Just a normal-length weekend this weekend. That's a bit disappointing, isn't it? After that nice Easter one, which I feel like we could have all got used to very quickly. Anyway, uh, my favourite team and Mike Hosking's favourite team both uh, had good wins over the weekend. Uh, the Barrier Reef still disappearing. Um, Jack Tame's worried about that. Uh, Patty Boyd, photographer, uh, joins uh, Kerry McIver. Always difficult talking to photographers on the radio, I feel, so we'll see how that goes. And then uh, Anika Moa, turns out not just a singer anymore, doing all sorts of other things as well. Before any of that, yeah, let's all hail the Chiefs. Your overall assessment, these games must be uh, must be playing with your health. You might be uh, prematurely <laughs> ageing. Yeah, it's a terrible profession we're in. Um, yeah, but but I think all the derbies have been absolute arm wrestles to the last, um, and for us, you know, the last few moments. So, um, you know, the Chiefs have got a phenomenal track record against the Blues. So they kind of just managed to scrape in front again. Um, and probably that penalty try, you know, which came from the scrum, probably, well, that was the difference. I said, peace squeezed the life out of them. They probably didn't get to play their, their, their A game um, last night. And on the back of that, we snuck in front. So I know you have probably done your review today with the rest of the coaching team. What sort of things have come out that uh, that are, are pertinent to the way you played last night and, and of course, uh, for your next game against the Hurricanes this coming weekend? Yeah, I think um, what's been really evident in the, in the, in the derbies is just the, yeah, the physicality. We uh, we probably got a little bit of a nudge over it in there. And also, if you're trying to contain a um, an electric backline, is the, is the set-piece battle. So... You know, last night there weren't many opportunities for um, the likes of Mawala and uh, Yuani. Uh, in their back line, it was on the back of a, a pretty solid Chiefs uh, set-piece performance. So that'll be the focus again. We get, you know, one day less to kind of sort that out. Um, hopefully our bruised bodies come through unscathed tomorrow and we can we can pretty much rattle out the same team again to, to try and do the same battle plan. Oh, yes, it was a fascinating game to watch, especially, as I say, I mean, I am a Chiefs man, of course. Uh, so I found it enjoyable, enjoyably fascinating. Uh, the, the Fords, it was, it was like they, they smothered the Blues with a big blanket and eventually the Blues turned blue and died. It was awesome. Uh, Warriors, slightly different. Uh, they pretty much dominated throughout, I think. How are you feeling waking up today with five wins chalked up to start the NRL season? Yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's been a it's been a positive start, you know, for the you know for the club. So uh, you know that's uh, that's certainly uh, certainly pleasing, and you know, playing playing in front of a you know, second home game, you know, getting the opportunity to play in front of twenty five thousand. Uh, you know, the boys, uh, you know, the boys were really uh, really excited about that. What were the keys to your victory last night? Yeah, I, I just thought the uh, you know the. Op- Opening, you know, in half. I just thought, uh, you know, the the Cowboys threw a fair, you know, fair bit at us. You know, in terms of they had a, you know, fair bit of position early and and uh, fair bit of field position. But um, you know, we managed to, you know, managed to defend our line well. And then, uh, you know, when we got the opportunity with the footy, I thought we executed, you know, executed really well in that first half and probably just give them a little bit of an opening uh, just before half time there. But. Uh, um, you know that was that was certainly the pleasing aspect of the first half. Yeah, it seems to make a massive difference uh, when you can actually tackle your opposition. Um, who knew? I'm glad they worked that out, and I hope they keep winning.
Now, the Great Barrier Reef, it's fighting a losing battle, of course, uh, against uh, the environment, against humanity, probably. Jack Tame's a bit upset about it because he's seen a movie on it. Basically, this is it, right? When seas warm, coral bleaches. Coral goes white, and most often it dies. It's been happening at an alarmingly fast rate in the last few years. According to this film, a third of the Great Barrier Reef is already gone. A third! Like I say, I really did not know much about it, but the film shocked me. Apparently a quarter of all fish in the ocean rely on coral reefs to survive. And all around the world, these reefs, these beautiful, epic marvels of nature, are dying. And in Samoa, it is no different. We got up in the morning, we cleaned our masks, and we headed out. And we realised that what we had been swimming over for days wasn't just coral out of season, or coral that wasn't blooming for whatever reason at this time of year. No, it was dead. I'd say 80% of it, where we were swimming, was dead. Dead. The stuff that I had thought was coral, which, remember, is an animal. Coral is an animal. It's not a plant. That stuff was actually the lifeless skeleton, an enormous lifeless skeleton of something far grander that existed just a few years ago. Something we spoiled. It was gut-wrenching, and as I climbed out of the water, all I could think was, we did this. We did this. Well, so that would have been a pretty depressing way to start your Saturday if you were listening to Jack Bear, as he as, as it happened. Uh, I mean, you know, the planet changes. I've just started reading a very interesting science fiction novel called uh, New York 2140, uh, where... Uh, a large part of New York is submerged due to rising sea levels. It's um, it's one of those science fiction novels where you go, oh yep, yeah, this is probably exactly how it's going to be. Let's meet Paddy Boyd now, photographer. How's that work on the radio? To be perfectly frank, your childhood sounded just awful. What was it like growing up in the Boyd household? Well, we um, we were living in East Africa. We went there from the age of when I was about four. I was about nine, ten, and uh, it was really difficult because I never really knew um, which home I would be going to because, you know, I was sent to boarding school and leaving my brothers and sisters at home. And so I found this kind of isolating, not only that, it was confusing because sometimes I'd go home and it would be to my father's house or sometimes my mother would be there and other times she wouldn't. And I think what I didn't realize is, was that they were having a bad time between them. And um, eventually, one uh, half term, I think it was, um, I came, <clears throat> came and my mother picked me up and then said, Di, I want you to introduce you to your new father. And, um, you know, this was kind of really confusing. I didn't understand what was happening, especially as I then went back to school. And then the next time I was staying with my father. So... It's a bit confusing. <laughs> to say the least, you know, and as yeah. the eldest, you must have felt some responsibility to your siblings. Well, I did. I wanted to protect them because, you know, if, as I was the eldest, um, I did feel some sort of responsibility towards them. 
do you think that that's what some of the men in your life sensed in you, this beautiful, vulnerable child that was willing to look after other beautiful, vulnerable children? I think it certainly taught me that because, um, I mean, I remember, it's very weird, but I remember on my 13th birthday, this is in England, and I thought, oh my God, I'm 13, I'm so old. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's how you do it, Kerry McIver. That's how you, and there's no point asking a photographer to describe her photos. Tell us the story of your cool life. Yeah, she's taken photos of amazing and spent time with amazing stars like Eric Clapton, George Harrison, people like that. And she's on her way here. Uh, our own amazing star, Anika Moa, is becoming a TV star pretty damn quick. Uh, she used to just be a musician. I say just. I mean, that's the most awesome job of all, isn't it? You're doing everything. You're everywhere these days. So you're hosting Seven Sharp from Monday, but your new show has just dropped and you're pretty much in like an in-demand around the world celebrity these days, eh? I always have well, that's true. But the, here's the thing: people are going, oh, Anika Moore, isn't she? A, isn't she a singer? Doesn't she sing and play guitar and do that sort of stuff? But actually, you have diversified your skill set these days, and man, you are an awesome interviewer. Um, you've got a, you've got a real talent with people. Like, eh? where did this where did this interest in interviewing people come from? Um, look, I, before I was a musician, I, I, I picked up guitar when I was thirteen. But I've always wanted to be an actor. So I've I've always been my my mum used to um, take me out to all her gigs. Yeah. And, well, because she had no choice because she was a solo mum, so she'd take all six of us to her gigs. We'd Whoa. stay upstairs in the hotel, and I'd go downstairs and watch her. And then and when I got old enough, I was allowed to sing with her, and I loved it. I loved talking to people. Yeah. I loved getting to know the locals. I loved playing the pokies, if I'm honest. <laughs> and um, just just things like that that taught me that. You know, being social and ha- and having fun is, is is my it's my favorite thing to do. You see, this is why I think I'd be a terrible interviewer because being social is my least favorite thing to do, and I'd rather just be uh, a home in a dark living room, melting cheese and things, and watching online TV. Uh, other than talking to you guys, doing this obviously, that's uh, it's definitely my fav- favoriteest thing to do. I am Glenn ZB. That was The Beam, the weekend edition. I'll see you back here again with a Tuesday one tomorrow. It'll be great. We'll all have fun together, socially, you know, like this.